0: friends welcome to mavs party the dallas mavericks just defeated the utah jazz 111 103 i hate the jazz it feels like 2001 this is fantastic fantastic hating the jazz is a national pastime we should all embrace we're 15 games over 500 rudy gobert didn't get any hugs from anyone on the way out because no one likes him uh, for those of you wondering, we started the show a little bit early because Josh opted to uh, record the podcast by himself tonight so I could get a jump here, so I could get back to getting ready for my six-year-old's birthday. So, team, you guys know the rules. Rules is a harsh, you know, it's a bit of a strong term. When you come up on stage, just check to make sure that you are muted or unmuted by being out in the main screen away from the chat. Look at your icon when you're talking to make sure it's picking up your uh, audio. And let's have a good time talking about hating the jazz. Coming up first, friend of the program, Brett Stover. What's happening tonight, buddy?
1: Uh, just enjoying that win. Um, first thing I think is that Dinwiddie, it genuinely feels like he's been on the team much longer Um you know, than he has, to me at least. Like, it feels bizarre that, you know, that there was a point at which he wasn't, just considering how well he's he's fit on the team. Like, he seems like he's pretty used to playing, you know, with all the players out there, uh, even though he's only had probably, you know, a, only a few practices with them.
0: Right, right. No, this, yeah, is, I, this is a good point because there's a lot of – it's kind of hard to describe because I don't remember having a player quite like this who, who people are so emotionally attached to so quickly.
1: It's really nice. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, he's not going to shoot like 48% from three or whatever. Um, but even when he's not, when he, you know, he can get downhill in a way that even like Brunson can't um, and like create his own shot, especially against defenders who aren't small or on a mismatch. Um it was great seeing Gobert get embarrassed thoroughly. I dislike Gobert. He is probably, like, the most hated player, I would say, in the league. Like, I think – I can't think of a player who is more highly disliked, kind of universally by other players and fans.
0: Well, it's very odd because I had a jazz friend of mine being like, well, now we see why everybody hates, like Luca." And I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand why people hate Luca. He is disrespectful. He is – he just does – things which make you angry if you're watching him from another team, but he's not like the things that Rudy does and gets away with on a play-by-play basis, like the body contact, like the, the, you know, some of the stuff at the rim, like Maxi stopped shooting. And all of a sudden was like, here, come block me, Rudy. Like that sort of stuff's a little bit different, but I don't know. I just, I, I would love Rudy if he were a if he were a Maverick, (laughs) but he's not. So I'm a, I am i do not feel bad about this
1: yeah I mean speaking of maxi um i don't know like they- obviously they played well when he was on the court despite him like he scored like way – like i'll checked the box score and he like hit two threes and I have no recollection of that happening like i got like i do not recall watching him hit like make make it make a shot in the game and yet he supposedly scored like eight points or something
2: um I
0: yeah. yeah. Maxi is such a challenging player because when he is helpful to the team, it feels like they crush people. But then when he's bad offensively, it, it's so obvious. I mean, he dribbled into a 15 footer that hit the bottom of the rim. That's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was, he should, he had like one good play where he dribbled the ball, but he should almost never do that. It's yeah. just, it's just, just painful. Um, Luca locked down Mitchell on defense, like that. Like obviously, you know, with the caveat that it's like a back to back. But like, I'll, I'm also watching like the Nuggets barely lead the Warriors, and like the Warriors are resting like their top like ten players on their <laughs> roster. So so like so while yes it's a back to back and you know there are like schedule like scheduled losses in the NBA, but it's still a good win. I mean like consider like the way in which they did it. Like it never felt there was never a point in the game to which, you know, you felt like they were going to lose. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, the Jazz were on a run, like in the fourth and, but it was never like the Mav, you, you didn't feel like, at least I didn't feel like, you know, stressed or like worried, like, Oh, you know, they're going to give it up.
0: I mean, the ending of that game is not what you want. The, the, yeah. the Maver- <laughs> you know, getting outscored by 11 in the final period is just not what you want. Um, the Mavericks and the – you know, the, the Jazz are playing their fourth game in five nights, and they looked it early. Um, Mitchell in particular had some had some just tired-looking legs. Uh, but, you know, Conley is like a one of seven, kind of an ugly game. Like, I don't want to take anything away from the Mavericks' win, but it's just what this game reinforces to me is I really don't want to play them in the playoffs. What do you think?
1: Um, I mean – in terms of like ranking teams, I would I would like to like you know in theory like of the teams that they could play like I like I think the Grizzlies are the team I would mo- most like to play though that's a the odds of that happening are pretty pretty low um, given like what the Grizzly schedule looks like like they're not going to be anything lower than third um, but I don't know like I like like I don't, like I both don't really like them playing the Jazz, but I've also watched the Jazz in the playoffs for like many consecutive years. Know what happens to them, like, and so like like maybe that won't happen to the Mavs, but like every time the Jazz have faced a competent team in the playoffs, like a like a very good team, like they beat you know the like the young Grizzlies last year, um, but that was like you know Morant's first playoffs, and they were nowhere near as good of, of a team as they are this year. Um, but like every time they've Like, they lost to the Clippers without Kawhi. Like, that's – like, they just have issues as a team. They're going to continue playing that drop coverage, and I don't think that they can, like, stop the Mavs. My only hope for a playoff series would be that the whistle is, like, not what it has been in all of these games. But, like, I – that just seems like, you know, what it's going to be every time these two – Yeah, and that's what I – like, that's
0: kind of why I don't want to see it for the playoffs because – there's an element of free flowing basketball against different teams, but the getting a win against the jazz feels just like grinding shit to dust at a certain point. And it brings out things that this team is going to, the Mavericks would have to shoot really well against the jazz. They shot really well against the Knights. They were plus 15 compared to the jazz in three point shooting and still one by eight yeah, against the jazz yeah, they, team. That was exhausting.
1: I wasn't saying, yeah, they, they attempted like 20 more threes or something ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like, and that's what the Jazz will, will make you do. And so, yeah. you know, on nights like this, when, you know, Luka hits, like, half his threes and, and Dorian it's hits fine. half his threes yeah. and Dinwiddie hits half his th- That's you can live with, with, like, Maxie, like, shooting poorly um, yep. and, like, you know, like Bullock being basically a non-factor on offense.
0: Man, Reginald. Um, Reginald needs yeah, to get yeah. it together.
1: Um, but, but, yeah, like, that's just, you know, every game between those two teams is going to be It's going to look like this. I mean, like, we've, like, every game with the Jazz is, like, not different in terms of, like, (laughs) they play exactly the same way. Like, they are coached, I would say, pretty well to do a pretty specific brand of basketball that they can do very well. Like, and then if – so if you can match what they are, like, you know, out-scheme them, you will win. But it requires you to, like, consistently bring it every night because they Mm
0: -hmm. will. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this was just
1: kind of a it was a game where I'm really
0: glad they won and I still have the same set of concerns.
1: <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, well, yeah, definitely. I mean like at this point, I don't know, like the, I still like hold some degree of hope that like the Mavs can like rise up in the standings, like and like hope that, you know, the Warriors continue their slide or that um or that the Grizzlies, you know, lose a few games. But I mean, more than likely, this will be this will be the matchup. Yeah,
0: yeah. which uh, I'm just going to choose to ignore until it actually happens. Thanks, yeah. Brett. You got anything else? Nope. Thanks for having me up. All right, man. Just like wins that get me angry, like not angry at the Mavs, but sort of like riled up watching the game. Like that's why that's why we do the sports stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Armand, welcome to the show. What do you got for us tonight?
3: Hey, man. Um. There's a lot to take away from this game tonight. Um this is like this was really big for us. Um standing wise. I mean, we're half a game away from Utah. Um I think I I know it's gonna be hard, but I really, really think we could catch the number two seed. It's just everything has to go our way.
0: Which with the way they've been playing lately, uh-huh. I mean I'm kind of a negative Nancy, but like everything is go- is turning up Mavs.
3: And, yeah, and if you look at our schedule, too, like, you know, there's going to be a couple of games that are tough. I know we got we got Boston coming up. We got Philly coming up. We got Brooklyn coming up. That's going to be a tough stretch, but I think we can pull through. And, um, like, honestly, like, Warriors, they got a tough schedule. Like, I was just looking at their schedule. They honestly could go 0-6 their next six games. Mm-hmm. Um, Mem- Memphis is going to be the only team that I'm worried about. But, like, you know, I mean, you can only pray. <laughs> really so you're you're worried about Memphis despite the fact that Dallas has wore them like a hat this season, like no, I'm like I wouldn't mind playing Memphis in the pre- playoffs. I'm just saying that like I don't think we can catch them standing standings wise oh could,
0: sure sure, sure, yeah, 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 they're too they're too yeah they're they're doing really well right now,
3: so that's um, good I think I think one thing that hasn't been talked about enough is that Powell has been getting into foul trouble really easily, he got fouled out on Saturday, he was at five mm. fouls. Yeah, that's, that's something that we got to watch out for.
0: Which is kind of you know it's it's sort of funny where uh, that we're worried about Dwight Powell foul trouble
3: in the year 2022. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. Like him or hate him, he's been pretty good. <laughs> he has been. Yeah. He really matters. Kind of and Dorian Finney-Smith, oh man, we 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 got to start a riot if that guy does not make all NBA Defensive Team. It's interesting. I'm gonna be very curious to see if the Mavericks get someone. Um They definitely should. I mean, like maxi has been playing great defense, but I don't I don't play think enough to make it. But I don't he deserves it. Like, especially like he deserves every single penny that he's gotten.
0: Oh no. Kendrick uh-huh. Perk uh, this sorry, not to not to change directions. Jose uh-huh. just posted in the chat a Kendrick Perkins tweet where he praises us. So things are all everyone yep. uh, you know, sell you know uh, Everybody head for the hills. This is concerning. A Kendrick Perkins endorsement is not great.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, I think I think we'll be good. Um, but yeah, definitely like Brett was saying, we're most likely gonna end up p- playing the Jazz. But I'll I'll take the Mavs in that series. Mavs in six. Love it. Thanks, Armand. You got anything cool. else? Um, yeah, I just want to make one one more point regarding that. Um, just think about it. We took Kawhi and Paul George to Game Seven, and Luca did not have a true second option because you know, God knows what was going on with KP during that series. But now he's gone. We got Spencer Dinwiddie, who's an absolute bucket. And if you're gonna tell me that to pick between Kawhi and Paul George versus Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, give me Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I like the Mavs in six in that series. It's a good argument. I've got to admit.
0: Not really loving the like individual, like they just sort of freak me out. But that's a really Yeah, but I mean cla- like, that's a clarifying argument.
3: I, I think it's valid considering just how the playoff series went down last year. Like it was just all Luka. Yes. And he, he carried us, he took Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to seven games. Like, where I like that's get, impressive. Where
0: I get bitchy is like Rudy Gobert just doesn't fucking get called for fouls. That is true. I hate that shit. Like, he just – he humps everyone. He, he's, like, he's really good at this, so I'm not trying to take anything Well, I mean, it. another he's thing
3: just... about him is that, like, every year, he always disappears in the postseason. It's only done – Yeah,
0: he, he didn't – you know, the playing off the floor thing kind of gets overmatched. I mean, Mitchell's always outstanding in the postseason. They're just mm-hmm. a good team, and that – like, them being just a good team – I mean, I suppose this is – you know, this is kind of the bitch of being, like, in the 5-6 area is, like, I don't want to play any of these teams because they're all good.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, the thing with Nuggets is that, you know, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., they come back. That would be scary. Let's say, let's say we do catch the second seed, but then the Clippers end up win, winning the plane, and then they get Kawhi and PG back. Then that's going to be a problem again. Like, that's some dark timeline Like Wow. Yeah, like I just feel like worrying about that is just going to stress us out even more. So, you know, just might as well just win out and, like, you know, whoever we get, we'll take them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, li- I like our chances. Well, thank you so much for joining. All right. Thank you
0: for having me. Yep, talk soon. Um, let's go with, let's go with Jared. Hey, Jared, what's going on?
4: My bad, sir. How are you doing tonight?
0: I am okay.
4: Don't, don't have too much time, but, uh, something no one's really talked about either on online or in here is when Dorian volunteered to, uh, jump with, uh, jump with Gobert on that jump ball. That was, that was massive in my opinion.
0: Loved it. And he won, like the fact that he won that was hilarious.
4: The the swagger and attitude this dude has, and the confidence—like he literally pointed at my chase. He's like, "I got it, I got it." Go back, go back, and he and he just jumped and got the deflection. Like, oh my god!
0: No, it was, it's it's good stuff. Watching Dorian, um, and this—I'm okay saying this now, but one of my favorite things is that Dorian is 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 playing better since signing his contract extension.
4: Yeah, which is really nice. You you can't really say the same thing. Uh. About Tim, but yeah, I, I only have two Mavericks jerseys of current players: Don, uh, Luca, and, and uh, the second one's Dodo. Uh, just just love that dude. I also think it's hilarious that every time when he gets a block off the bat board, you can hear him uh, scream, "Give me that!" or maybe "Give me that shit!" whenever it uh, flies off the bat board.
0: <laughs> I know it's great stuff. He plays with uh, he plays with joy.
4: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna jump off. But uh, y'all have a good night.
0: You too, Jared. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's go, Chris. How you doing, Chris? Chris, hit that unmute button for us. I think it uh, it's changed uh, the auto bring up on stage thing. We'll give Chris a second to figure out figure it out. And he just removed himself. Come on, Chris. Tony, excellent icon on your uh, profile
5: there. Really like that neon Mads logo. Hit the unmute button. Maybe
0: not. Uh, we'll try again in a few minutes, Tony. Thank you so much. Uh,
6: Chris, let's try it again. Okay, now I can. It, it didn't have that uh, red button where I could press. That's- I'm good. I'm good. And I did miss the last uh, Mavs party. I was stuffing my face with fried chicken at Babes in Arlington right when the uh, Y'all started y'all's mass parties. <laughs> That's a much better option. I like hanging out with you guys, but
0: fried chicken is superior to, to sitting.
6: On. Yeah, and just to backtrack, just a tag, because um, on that Kings game, yeah, we went and then right before the game, then I found out Luca wasn't playing. And I mean, I, I've been to another Maps game early in the season when you know Luca hit that buzzer beater against Boston, but I was like, my wife was with me. The last time she saw Luca and uh, playing was his very first home game against the Timberwolves back in 2018. I was, it's like I'm sorry, I didn't know. You know, it's a it's a load management game. I would that think. ended
0: up being a great game to go to.
6: Oh yeah, it, it was just it was annoying at first how just how many calls were given. Just you know how the game went, but it's just like yeah, towards the end, uh, yeah, that was definitely as long as we got the win, I don't care. Like I mean, I want to see Luca play in person, but that's okay. I'm gonna I'll catch them next month at a playoff game. Um, but yeah, I, this uh, game against the Jazz, it makes me feel good about us playing them in the playoffs because I think that's most likely what's going to happen and now we have a chance to we win Wednesday please do not lo- lose against the Knicks because we've lost against them already this year didn't we I think that was yes they shot a thousand percent <laughs> but I don't know if I gotta look up who the Jazz played maybe Wednesday but uh yeah if we can pick up that win which we should you know hopefully Jazz lose I mean I mean there's still plenty of games left but I feel good about playing the Jazz because I'm kind of afraid of playing the Nuggets now, just how n- nuclear L- Jokic is going right now in the league. So uh, I don't know about that. And I don't think we're going to be playing the Grizzlies because we're – I just don't see us going down to s- the sixth spot and then, you know, p- playing Memphis. But how do, how do you feel, you think, against the Jazz? I mean, do you think that the Mavs would play Boban more? He hasn't even played. No. Yeah. I think he played no. like, a, like a 30 seconds or something in the last game, but it was – for uh, rebound purposes, I think. So,
0: so tonight you kind of saw a little bit of what kid was talking about after the last, last jazz game, where he said the Mavericks have the, the, like they like that matchup, that switch on, on um, that switch on uh, when Rudy goes on to Luca. I'm not sure. I just, I don't like the stylistic feel of this matchup. I appreciate everyone who says that they think the Mavs can win. I don't have a deal for it because there's a – the way the Jazz play and the way the Mavericks play, it's a styles-make-fights kind of game, and it it just – it worries me because the Mavericks played really good tonight and they only won by eight.
6: Yeah, they just – I mean, Jazz going on like 9-2 runs and those kinds of things. Like, I'm afraid – like, they're a streaky team – more so on playing good. Uh, obviously, they're one of the best – they're probably the best three-point shooting team in the league. I, that is my concern. But uh, I guess with Denver, I mean, I don't know if Michael Jordan uh, – Porter Jr. is coming back or if Jamal Murray is coming back. But uh, they just got to keep – just all they just keep winning, get home court advantage because we saw what happened last year. I know we we won pretty much all our games against the Clippers away. But, I mean, that seventh game, if it was in Dallas, you never know how it would have gone, you know, so – yeah. Uh, but just with the uh let's see, Gobert, trying to think what else I was gonna say. I totally forgot. I don't know. Anyway, we should we need to win Wednesday. It was a great win tonight. It uh, makes me feel a little bit better about playing the jazz, but we got we gotta beat them again and what in 20 days and you know, go from there. So hopefully they don't kick our ass next time for as a revenge game.
0: <laughs> for sure. No, but winning that game, you know, winning the next jazz game would be pretty important just in terms of I don't know what the tiebreakers would be if you split the season, season series, but it, it would it would go a long way to assuaging my confidence.
6: Yeah, yeah, because if we can win that game, then that just shows you right there. And, you know, playoff Luka is going to be even better. So, uh, and, and we didn't even have Jalen Brunson tonight. And, oh, yeah, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie just – I mean, God, he's just impressing the hell out of me. Like, I, I just feel so much better about the Mavs since we've had him. I know Bertans is going to get his – his look, he's only made like one three to nine, but I'm just, I'm really happy with Jim Woody being on the team, just having that extra playmaker. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith, Smith, this dude is impressive the hell out of me too. Like he gets, he gets that bag and he plays even better now. Like, I mean, hitting all those threes, this is like perfect timing because the beginning of the year we were having what Tim Hardaway Jr. and Moses Brown and. Sterling Brown and Trey Burke minutes and stuff. I mean, our, our team is totally different from what it was in the beginning of the season. So I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, there's still, and there's still areas for people to improve. Like, we, we're not really crushed him
0: because there's no reason to because they keep winning. But, you know, our, our man Bullock is is kind of in a struggle bus right now. And if he actually plays kind of okay, things work out. If Berton starts hitting the occasional three, and you know, it's just, Berton's just a, his plus minus. He was a plus nine in fourteen minutes and was one from four from the floor, just a riot.
6: Yeah, but hopefully with Reggie Bullock, uh, little funky's going on. Maybe by the time the playoffs hit, he'll just go go off. And hopefully Dorian Vinny Smith can maintain his three point shooting, and you know Luca's just gonna. I feel like. We've seen it in the playoffs. So every time it it's means more, he just plays at this extreme level. So, I mean, I, I feel great about wh- whoever we play, honestly, as long as we get home court advantage. Then, so. I'm just, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Well, thanks, Chris. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: All right. So we got Tony, let's try again. I know what you mean about the Wi-Fi kicking you uh, on and off. This happens to me whenever I do spaces in my uh, front yard. So hit the unmute button there uh, once you pull out of the chat. Tony's gonna let you talk. All right, gotta move on. Um, Jacob, what's going on? Hit the unmute button and uh Hey Kirk, what's going on? I'm just enjoying myself. Another win. Another win. It's delightful.
5: All right, streaking is fun, isn't it? Uh-huh. All right, so couple thoughts on the game. Uh I just wanna ask, uh, since Dinwiddie's been such a revelation, uh, do you think that maybe he should start over Brunson?
0: Uh, he, I will say it's matchup dependent.
5: Right. Right. Brunson's certainly struggled with like long defend, like tall, the taller guards this year. Yeah. And that's what Dinwiddie is. So, I mean, I guess you can play the matchup there.
2: Well, I
0: mean, Matt Phillips, who's hanging out there in the chat. Um, he, he, uh, wrote an article today about how like Brunson's numbers since Dinwiddie joined the team are absolutely outstanding. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of underscored really how, how good they are. And the two actually play really well together. I think that we can see some three guard lineup. I think that, you know, not relying on Brunson being, you know, Brunson's really well kind of as a plays really well as a secondary attacker. So if they're able to play Spencer and Brunson and, and Luca and Brunson, Together at times, I think we're gonna see the best out of him. I
5: really do. Okay. All right. And I can't shout out Doran. He's just as steady as he come, as they come. It's really amazing. He's just uh,
0: is he the third best player on the team? I don't know.
5: Might be. I would have to think so. Just especially the consistency he has. Uh honestly, he might be as consistent as Luca is.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. For sure.
5: Well, thank you, Jacob. You got anything else? Yeah, I wanted to maybe get your ranking on most, like, uh, because we could play any of the four of Nuggets, Jazz, Warriors, or Grizzlies. So I was kind of maybe wanted to rank them, how favorable or how much you would rather play one over the other.
0: The Warriors are really, really uh, injury dependent because if Draymond's playing, I think it changes everything. Yeah. Uh but because he's dealing with a back and nerve issue, I think it's really actually quite reasonable to assume he might not come back. Uh nobody really wants to say that out loud, but nerve stuff is really really not good. Um and then we have I don't know, I kind of want to do Grizzlies, maybe Warriors. Who are the other two teams? What's wrong with me? I should know this. Guys and Nuggets. I would want to play the Nuggets because I think a Nuggets would be a fun basketball series, like an aesthetically pleasing, insanely offensive basketball series would be fun to me. I mean, Jokic always puts up hysterical numbers against the Mavericks, but the Mavericks also really seem to have their number in times this year. I know that they have certain guys coming back, but like Michael Porter jr. I just don't trust his body is not there, even though he's an incredible basketball player and Jamal Murray's coming back from an ACL and ACLs are not, easy things to come back from immediately. Um, I've been, you know, arguing in the chat a little bit, like Jokic is playing. Jokic is playing absolutely insane basketball. He is the, if he doesn't win the MVP, I will be surprised, even though they're, they're like a six seed. It's just like that level of play. He's just unreal, but I don't know. I would like to see it because I think like him and Luca trading heavyweight punches is really fun basketball, as opposed to sort of like the jazz who I want to see last, which is just a matter of, are the Mavs going to hit threes? Yes. Oh, they are? Okay. Is someone going to guard Dorian, uh, Donovan Mitchell when he takes 35-foot jumpers? No, they're not? Oh, fuck. Like, that's kind of what it comes down to for me.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: Yeah, uh, I guess that's it. I'll leave, you, I'll leave you with this take. I don't know how spicy it is, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with it. I think that this team is better than the Blazers team that made the Western Conference Finals a couple of seasons ago. Say that again? I, I, this this team is better than the Trailblazers team that made the West Finals. Uh, what was it, nineteen? I think this team is better.
0: Oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah. There's a clear path to the Western Conference Finals for these guys. It's just getting right at the right time. I could also see them getting blanked, like,
5: you know, losing two to four to the Jazz. As much as that pisses me off to say out loud. Yeah, we a home court would be important. I called it. I called it a couple weeks ago here. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need my hopefully my take hold, but so. no, I like it. Well, thanks so much, Jacob. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, yes, sir.
0: All right, we're gonna try my homie Tony again. Tony, pull yourself out of the chat when you're looking at the main page.
8: Hello. Oh, there we go. Thank God, finally. That's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> long time, first time. Uh, I've always wanted to say that. Um, yeah. So I was just at the game. <clears throat> my, uh, my girlfriend got us some good awesome. seats uh, about 15 rows up. Yeah. Yeah. I got us some good seats, 15 rows up, uh, for Valentine's day. And, um, yeah, my key takeaways were basically, yeah, like you said earlier, uh, go he, he gets away with, I don't know, armed robbery every single time he guards on the perimeter. Um, he has the foul two, three, four times before they even get to the paint to quote unquote play good defense. Um, it was just incredibly frustrating every time he uh he decided to guard someone on the perimeter. That that's it was just yeah, you can see it, it's clear as day, but somehow they just never call it. Well, it's particularly
0: like an angles thing, because when you have somebody on your hip and that person is still humping you, that's a foul. And they right. just don't call it. And the argument that Rudy himself is like well well Luca's pushing me with his armbar. Well, because he's allowed Luca as the ball handler is allowed his space and the refs just don't call that stuff. I, I-
8: Right, and then, yeah, and then like secondly, um, the the other thing I saw <clears throat> that was like it felt very important for the playoffs. felt like game zero of like the four or five matchup um, this year, which was basically Luca <clears throat> running pick and roll or pick and pop with Maxi or whoever it is, seems so obvious and so predictable, and they need to find a way to have him come off ball, have him be the screener, like you said before. Um, and they did that a couple times. They, like a couple of of Maxi bricks um, from three, they they decided, okay, let's let's get Maxi off the floor, and then have Luca be off ball in the corner, and then come off the screen, one or two screens off the corner, and then come off another screen once he gets the ball. And then it, it led to like I think a not Dinwiddie corner three, and then maybe an alley oop. It, it just felt like much more flowy than the uh, traditional. Just let's let Luca take the ball up the court, and then run a pick and roll, get Gobert into a pick and roll, they'll they'll trap, and then he'll he'll eventually just kick to a top of the key uh, maxi brick. Um, and that that was just sort of something that was like so obvious and they they eventually went away from it and it felt way better once they decided to get Luca coming off the screens off the ball.
0: Well and more Luca off ball stuff and different Utilizing of different players, like I think they're still trying a lot of things. Um, There's still a lot in their bag that they could go to that they just haven't even broken out. And I think that's primarily why these jazz games. Maybe it's like a fearful point for me for the jazz, where it's I'm not seeing the Mavericks do all the things they could do for very strong like tactical reasons. And so if you if if that's why people are more confident in playing the Jazz, where it's like oh the the Mavericks are going to bust out some very specific stuff. I think that is really Really, something, um, and it, it, it's it's I don't know. I, I I see everybody's point with it. It's just I don't like these jazz games. It's not like none of them have been enjoyable to me. <laughs> Even this one where the Mavericks were like rocking
8: out. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> lastly, um, the, it, I was sort of semi-excited to see that Brunson wasn't going to be able to play because I wanted to see how we close a game. With Denwitty and like there, there'd be no question about whether Brunson or Denwitty be closing. I, I think there's just a zero percent chance that Brunson closes a playoff game at this point, because um, they're just gonna find a way to get length on him, and Denwitty can can sort of like counter that. So I, I just I just that's my last point. I just don't see any way that Denwitty's not closing games over Brunson in the playoffs. Sure. Well, but but my kind of thought is why can't all
0: three play? The, I, I wouldn't hate that. It. I really wouldn't. It's it's defense. You know, we, <laughs> sure, sure. But then we saw. Yeah. Um, who do we see tonight? We saw Bullock try
8: to advance the ball past half court. Oh yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> Just <laughs> threw it into someone else. Yeah, that was not great. Yeah. So is
0: there anything else I can uh, we we want to talk about tonight?
8: No. Th- thanks for giving me a third attempt. I, I have no idea what happened with the app. Yeah, thank you.
0: Oh yeah. good. I'm glad, glad you came on up. Awesome. All that's right. It. Let's see here who we got next. Doing multiple things at once. My guy, Ruben, what's going on? Hey, Kurt. Can you hear me OK? I can. You sound, yeah, good. sound good.
2: All right. Uh, no, just a couple things. things. Um, definitely that Reggie Bullock bringing it up the court. That's why you pay Brunson uh, whatever he wants, because uh, all players are not created equal. Um, you would think it would be easy to just dribble it up the court, but uh, no, just pick and pop or whatever, you know, stand in the corner, hit a three, Reggie, just just do that. But uh, I I think we could have won this game by thirty if Brunson played. Like, I know they're coming off a back to back, but you know nobody has sympathy for us when we come off a back to back. So, um, you know we I think we were up at least by twenty, almost twenty one or something like that. But you know the Jazz are gonna you know, do their thing um, and not go quietly. So, um, but yeah, I I don't fear them in the playoffs because Luka has another mode, like playoff Luka is a thing. Um, Definitely like just look how he played the Clippers and the Jazz don't have two defensive players like, uh, you know, Paul George and Kawhi. So, um, but yeah, I definitely paid Brunson. Um I like when those three are on the floor. I know it's a little weird, um but I think they can literally if they wanted to uh you know blow teams out if you know if defensively we can keep up, you know the things we need to keep up. So um and I'm a little confused why the Nuggets are ranked over us and we I think we're two games better than them. So who votes for that if you know? <laughs>
0: Well, I I mean, there's a lot of things looking at where the Mavericks could finish the year. Hey, can you hit mute? Sorry. Getting some feedback. Um, There's a lot going on right now, and, like, we're having this discussion in the chat, and – when you look at like the the schedules, and it's not just strength of schedule based on like win loss record. There's stuff that you factor in like days rest, playing on who's playing on who, back to backs, things like that. Like the, this is why this was such a big win for the Mavericks is that they would have lost to the Jazz, Jazz would played four games in five nights. They're on the second game of back to back. Losing this game would have sucked. Uh, the Mavericks have a number of games down the stretch right until the final week, which are going to be, they're going to be at rest disadvantages. They're also going to be on the road at particular points, and they've won some big road games, but they're um, they're not, I don't know, they're an okay road team, um, but they're not as good as you would want them to be in certain respects with some of the games that they've lost. So uh, people like are ranking the nuggets like that, just because I sort of think that people believe the Mavericks will eventually Peter out with how they're playing in sort of like the post Porzingis bump. Um, I think there's an argument for that, but I also think that if the, that argument held some water, they would have lost more than one of these games. And instead they've come in a all-star break and just kind of continued to kick ass um, I just there there's a few things that I worry about, particularly to do with depth, because like Maxi and Powell are hilariously important to this team's success uh in the long term. And Maxie, even though he was a plus sixteen knight, didn't play that great of a game, and Powell gets in foul trouble. And those are the two bigs. That's kind of who it is right now, because Marquise Chris, no one we just can't count on him. Um and so like things could really go belly up for the Mavericks in a whole in like a very unfortunate way. They just haven't yet. So which is why I'm enjoying like these games because it's you know you're notching wins and you're staying ahead.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I really can't complain about a five game win streak, but I think Marquise Chris could be key. Um and it's kind of like nobody's talking about it. Um, you know, you mentioned Dwight and Maxie, but I think Chris kind of gives us I know he's probably almost the same size. But I don't know. His intensity is a little bit different than those two uh, sure. down in the paint. Um, and I I hope he comes back like he was. Um, uh, is there any news on that, or is no, he ever like? I, I
0: hate the concept of him having knee soreness because that's not an injury. That's a symptom.
2: And they're just what trying to keep him from busting the ACL or something like KP or something.
0: I have no idea. That's what makes a. That's what makes like putting on the injury report sort of frightening because this is what the problem was with fucking Porzingis is it would just always be oh he's dealing with knee soreness. What the hell does that mean? Like I I wake out of the bed and I have I you know I wake up in the I'm 38 I wake up in the morning I have hip soreness like it's not good but I'm all also-
2: right right maybe they're just kind of saving him for the playoffs I don't know I hope he you know comes back game one of the playoffs but. I didn't have much um, love the game Spence has given us. He just keeps giving, the player that just keeps giving. Like when you need a bucket, he just gets in the lane. It looks kind of awkward, but it's what he does. He is like he stops on a dime and lets the player go by him and just pulls up with that mid range. Uh, uh, and his three, he's hitting his three. I don't, I'm not sure what the Washington fans were talking about. I guess it was just that environment, but. I mean, I. <sighs>
0: It's pretty wild with Spencer because it, it, I keep waiting for him to come to Earth to a certain degree, and then he just hasn't. Like we're we're kind of having a, a debate in the chat right now where you know our, our friend Victor is is walking through for he he's trying to make the case that the Mavericks roster is better than the Nuggets roster right now, and I firmly disagree. Uh, but where where we're where we're talking about with with some of these these guys, it's just it's it's pretty wild. Don't <laughs> see what's up, like what's what's happening with with uh with with these Mavericks because I just I sort of expect like Dinwiddie to not I don't want to say fall apart. It's not what I mean. It's just he's hitting like fifty percent from three right now and then like sixty percent from two. He's playing out of his mind.
2: Hey, it's it's almost like you gotta look at it like football almost. It's, it's I know it's a longer season, but. Uh, you can play, you can start out with like five and oh, you know, five wins in a row in football. But if you don't play your best football in like, you know, late in the season, then what is it good for? And I feel like, you know, going down this stretch, this is the best time to be hot. It, I'm glad he wasn't yes. hot early in the season. This is the best time to get that stride going. So, um, I'll leave with that and, uh, go Mavs. Yep. Thanks
0: buddy.
2: All right. Let's come Next. Harold. Hi, Harold. What's
0: up, buddy? Love that dog. Good, good profile photo. Pull out of the chat and hit the end. Under-
7: Thanks. <laughs> I was able to figure it out. Um, hey, how you doing? I'm all right. You know, the, the thing I wanted to say was about uh, the three guard lineup. Um, I, I really feel like there's a certain ceiling to how good the offense can be with two playmaking guards and then having three or three playmaking guards. Um, I just – I don't see how much better the offense is going to get with having the three of them on the floor. Maybe maybe one point better game or, you know, for, for 48 minutes. But the defense is probably going to, you know, suffer, I would think, slightly more than our offense will be improved. I just think there's a certain ceiling with how good the offense can be with the three of them because, you know, they're going to be playing off each other. Denwitty and Luka and JB is going to be – over there on the on the side, perhaps in the corner, and sometimes, you know, JB will be involved with Dinwiddie. And I I just – I don't want to – I just think that it just maxes out at a certain point.
0: Well, okay, but the argument there has to be that two of the three of them should be on the floor at any one time.
7: Yeah, definitely. I do think two of them should be on the floor at one time. There's no doubt because I think that's fantastic. But having three of them, I just think, is is kind of – I just don't see that how much better that's gonna be on offense. But on defense, I do think we'll definitely suffer there.
0: So. Sure. I mean, and that but that's where it's like you stab at it at different minutes. It depends who you're playing out. I would like to see it just to see it. I mean, Rick Carlisle ran those three guard lineups, and the one thing Matthew, who may not be in the chat anymore, kept pointing out is that like Dimwoody is is enormous for a traditional point guard, particularly with his wingspan. Luca is obviously huge. And Brunson is, you know, he's, he's smaller, but I think you can get away with it at particular bursts. If other, you know, it's like the warrior stuff is fun because I would like, like they also tend to go really small at times if it helps them. So it's a, it's not something I suggest like on a, on a nightly basis, but the fact that you could play two of those three guys at like all 48 minutes does strike me as nice because when you have the two ball handlers, the Mavericks and and Nick, uh, and uh, Nick over at locked on Mavs, tweeted this the other night the mavericks are basic are 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 clearly number one in the league in drives per game since brunson is uh since uh dinwiddie's been on the team and that is huge compared to where we were talking about earlier in the year where the mavericks were usually in like the bottom three for drives and it's just it's opened up
7: yeah i i love having the two playmaking guards i think it's fantastic um and um i I had another point
0: that's okay now if you do you want to yell at me about about why i don't think the Mavs are good enough you did say that earlier i don't mind
7: well (laughs) i i I don't feel i don't feel that strong like i can understand why you're saying what you're saying because you've had years and years of the Mavs just you know letting us down but uh it's i i do I, i really felt for a while that if you get kp off the team it'll free up a lot of stuff the ball movement you'll be so much better. There was a few games where the Mavs had um, all five starters have uh, double figures several games in a row when KP was gone. And that was indicative of, of what I was talking about. And you're seeing sure. it's so much more fun now the way the ball is moving around. Um, oh, m- my point that I did want to make was about um, you know this whole question then. If, if you're only going to play two playmaking guards predominantly, then you know who are those guards going to be most of the time? And... You know, I I really feel that Dinwiddie is clearly better than JB. And it's going to be a tough decision for the Mavs because if they play JB a little bit less, because I'm thinking JB can be playing about 18, 19 minutes a game and you can play Spencer like 32 minutes a game. Um, If that happens, what's going to, you know, happen with JB and his contract? Are they afraid to do that? And I hope they're not.
0: Oh, I I think they, like, I know – you know, I, I absolutely think they bring Barneson back if the money's right. And I don't think they worry about it because for for him, if he can get his money and play on a, on a good team, I think he would want that. Uh, and then if things don't happen to work out, if he doesn't like his role down the road, then you figure it out. I mean, the thing about NBA teams, and this is sort of where the Mavericks have tricked us the last several years, is none of this stuff is static and none of this stuff matters past Luka Doncic. None of it. The trade of Porzingis should have opened our eyes to that. And like, we should love and enjoy Spencer and We should enjoy all these guys while we're here. But when you have a top five NBA player or top 10, whatever, who cares what ranking you want to consider him, you build around that player and then you mix and match. That's what made Josh Bowe and I so crazy for two years because it was clear after the 2019 season that Luca was the guy. And instead we're trying to figure out how to fit Porzingis in and it wasn't Porzingis' fault that his body just wasn't right, because when those two like clicked, those two murdered people. But it just it it stopped happening because Porzingis isn't the same player that he was in twenty nineteen twenty. So, you know, I think we keep Brunson. I think we pay him, and then we just move along, and 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 you know, hopefully we don't have to talk about the salary, you know, not the salary cap, the luxury. Yeah, yeah.
7: Thanks, Kirk. I really appreciate it. You take care.
0: Sure thing. Hope you come back. Uh, I hit the unmute button at the wrong time. Um Let's go. Rustin, welcome to the show. I haven't seen you in here before. Hit that unmute button when you if you're not in the chat and let us know what's going on. The unmute button will be when you pull yourself out of the chat and it's there at the bottom of the page. It's um big and red. Okay, we'll try again here in a few minutes if you're able to. Tyler What's happening?
9: Hey Kirk, how's it going?
0: I'm all right. What uh, what's going on here?
9: Uh, just enjoying uh, enjoying the mass ball lately. Um, in, uh, I just have some thoughts on Dinwiddie and his impact. Um, I think his ability to um get inside and do those like little short to mid range floaters and get tough buckets in the mid range are Huge for us, um, especially when Luke is not on the floor. Um, Tim, Timmy can kind of do that, but it's not. It just seems like Tim can get really out of control, and Dinwiddie seems to be more in control of what he's doing. Um, so I think that's a big plus. Um, and one thing I was looking at Dinwiddie's stats and over his career, and um, He's never really been on a good team. Uh, he played like two years in Detroit and a handful of years on the Nets before they got other players and were really good. And he had some good moments with the Nets, but they weren't really a good team. And he's never been on an offense like this. Um, so, cause I was, you know, I, his numbers, um, like before this game or before the last couple games, I guess, were like crazy like his efficiency was insane and it's like all right right, this can't hold up but i think it might be able to be somewhat sustainable um just in an offense like we have now um just because he hasn't really been in a a good situation i
0: don't think the threes are sustainable i think everything else is sustainable like he took the bullshit luca step to the left like sidestep three-point jumper tonight that splashed over someone. I want to say it was uh, it was Whiteside, maybe. I, but it, It's like I don't foresee those going down at the rate they've been going down, but like the drives and the kind of you know, herky-jerky mid-range stuff and sort of like the – they're not like floaters, but they're like push shots over the arms of the defenders. Like that stuff he's just good at. So I do see that keeping.
9: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think the threes will come down. I think they will be better than his career averages are, though, um, which is going to, you know, that would be a huge plus for us. And and just, you know, in general, having another ball handler on the floor just seems to allow for other guys to be in better better positions to not make mistakes. Like Reggie did have that one – where he was dribbling up the court and lost the ball. Uh, But we don't have as much of that with Dinwiddie on the floor. Um, Dorian's not asked to do anything too much. Um, Guys are getting the ball in good spots and able to like make a pump fake and dribble around and drive if it's open or or move the ball. Um, Everyone just seems to be – the whole team seems to be improving, except for uh, if we we can just get Maxie to have some goddamn confidence. you know, everyone else seems to really be thriving off of having another ball handler on the
0: court. Well, well, here's here's my thought on this. Not everybody is going to play awesome all the time. It's just not going to happen. But if you have a deep enough team, you can survive guys like Brunson needing to have an off night because Brunson's been a warrior this year. If his foot's hurting and he needs to have a rest, you can survive it. If you have all three of them playing, you can survive a maxi or a... Uh, or a bullock off night. You can just, if you have enough, like this is where Josh and I have been freaking out for two years. Cause it's like, get better and more good players. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy concept. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't- yeah, yeah, I agree more. Uh, you
9: know, yeah, I really agree with what you just said. Um, but I I'm super excited for, for what's to come. And I, I just love, I love watching our team. It's a huge difference from the start of the season. So I'm just yeah. really thrilled.
0: It's really good to be finishing the season or at least heading towards the finish of the season on an upward trend, because imagine being like a Warriors fan right now where you play so well, but then you're just fighting the tide and it's slowly coming up over your head and you can't do anything about it. And you're just hoping for someone to come back. I mean, right now, we're playing for we're playing for something more.
9: Yeah, yeah, super. A lot to be grateful for, but that's really all I got. Thank you, Kirk. I appreciate sure it.
0: All right, who we got next? Christian, what's up, dude?
9: Man, I'm I'm
10: surprised no one's brought up Josh Green
0: tonight. Huh?
10: I thought it would already be mentioned. What are we um,
0: mentioning about Josh Green? I didn't see anything that he did other than not get guard.
10: No, I, th- I think he played well. I mean, you know, just him bringing – I'm, I'm going to say it, I think, for like the first time this year. The ah, that was- there
0: it is. We've been waiting 60 <laughs> games, people.
10: <laughs> I, I just think, you know, he impacts the game in winning ways and just doing weird – I don't even know what to call it. He just like does stuff and it – turns out to be good most of the time so
0: i I, I made perhaps my most dad tweet in in several years where i said josh green moves like vanellope von schweetz from uh wreck it ralph (laughs) uh and if you know that movie uh (laughs) vanellope has a tendency to just like glitch around and that's what josh green does like he just appears at weird places at the right or wrong time i really enjoy it
5: but
10: yeah, I I I think the thing I'm most excited about is like it seems he's getting better, and Absolutely. I think from from last year, I mean the last game he made two out of three of his threes, which was good. Um, and you know, I I think at the end of the day, I think we can largely agree on the fact that if he becomes an average three point shooter, like. League average right around 35% on decent volume. Like he'll be in the league for quite some time. Um, but, uh, and the other thing is, I, you know, strongly suggest uh, everyone check out Matt Phillips' article on Mavs Moneyball on him mentioning, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson. And I think it, I've seen so much of the, you know, Jalen Brunson's expendable now because we have Spencer Dinwiddie. Like we've been wanting
5: multiple
10: creators for so long. And I keep seeing Mitchell Robinson's name mentioned. So the the first thing is I don't believe we can sign and trade Jalen Brunson while they sign and trade Mitchell Robinson. So I, you know, I think CBA uh, Mavs is in the chat, so you can correct me. But Mitchell Robinson's, like, as injured as KP. The guy's going to want a bag. Like, I just don't get it. But, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson, the piece and the part of the article that surprised me is the past two seasons and this season, Jalen Brunson's an over 40% catch and shoot. All three, three seasons. Points.
0: Like, dude, quit fucking pump faking. Take the three-pointer. <laughs>
10: It exactly. <laughs> like it it shocked me. Like it really did. And I think that's why we need to keep all three. Is because we can run lineups of Luca and Brunson and Dinwiddie and Brunson. And it's gonna be extremely important. And I'm I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He's been fantastic. But he's also been shooting forty one percent from three. He's shooting almost like sixty-five percent from two. Right, and he's I- gonna come to earth. Yeah, and and that's okay. Like you know, th- these are amazing numbers. He played forty minutes tonight. Like he's been fantastic, but I I just hope people don't start turning when it's like, oh, you know, he, he is going to regress a bit. And that's okay. Like the team, and I I like the point that you made earlier of we have, and I, this is the reason I feel confident going into the playoffs is. You know, we had a stretch where Reggie Bullock was, you know, almost at 20 points multiple games in a row. And, you know, Dorian hovering around 20 points numerous different times this season. And Dinwiddie, you know, over 20 points numerous times. And Jam, you know, so on and so forth. And we have enough guys this year that I feel like, you know, when someone or a couple guys are off, we we have enough to kind of push us over the edge where Luca doesn't have to score 47 points and we lose by like 13 in the deciding game. Um, I, I just think, you know, this, this team is, is quite a bit better uh, this year, better position for the playoffs. And, you know, it, it's just going to be, I mean, top to bottom, East and West, like, can you think of a playoffs that you think will be as comp- this season, I'm messing what up what I'm trying to say. The competitiveness from top to bottom,
0: including the play in, do you remember a year? No. I, start- I've been I've been kind of standing for this. This is a good question. Like this is us giving a crap about March basketball is so unbelievably fun because this is a time of year, and I can just tell you this from running a website where the last several years Getting people to do stuff from All-Star break until April is very difficult because the games stop mattering. Teams fold up. And instead, you see, like, the Pelicans. The Pelicans pushing the Nuggets last night. If the Pelicans had beat the Nuggets last night, I would have been shrieking for joy because we just need the Nuggets to fall back and they simply will not die. Um, And instead, it's like all these play-in teams are pushing everyone up the chain, which then forces everyone else up the chain to push back. We're just getting a really – like, we're getting a lot of great basketball. It's a lot of fun.
10: Yeah, I'm really excited for for the playoffs, you know, just watching kind of every game. And yesterday I think we were fortunate to have several. I mean, Nets-Celtics was super fun. uh, Suns-Bucks was fun. uh, Pelicans-Nuggets was super fun. I know I'm leaving some out, but – Um, It's just a fun time to be a basketball fan in general and, um, you know, not trying to distract too much from the game. I I do want to see – I'll kind of end on this. Uh, I want to see another jab step, dough because we we got two games back-to-back of it. Hope to see it again. Um, But I'll uh, end it there. Hope you have a great night. Thank you.
0: Sure thing, buddy. Talk soon. All right. Who we got? Still got a lot of people. Good Lord. Rustin, we're going to give you a try again. How we doing? Come back out to the main.
11: There we go. Hey, can you ah. hear me now? I can. Okay, awesome. Hey, I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Is this a call? I don't even nah, know. Yeah, you know. It's, I'm old-school. radio. It's,
0: so. it's strangers talking on the internet, and we're having a great time. So what's going on?
11: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, usually don't get to listen live. I usually listen to the recording because I got two little ones. So the moments oh. where you're not hearing... Screaming in the background are few and far between. <laughs> well, thank you for joining. Yeah, <laughs> thank so you for I'm running an air, and so I was available. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't really um, have too many thoughts. I just honestly, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to react to all this winning. You know, uh, <laughs> i you know, I for like the past decade, I'm thinking, how can we make the team better? Uh, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe we can get a sign and trade for Bomba. What are we going to do with our uh, first round draft pick? And then it's like we're like three games away from the two seed and I don't really know how to enjoy it. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm with you with that. We have a, a
0: potential special episode happening tomorrow night and. It's when it was when it was initially planned, I was in the state of mind of like, okay, well, this is going to be fine because I'm going to be able to bring some things up during the special episode with the guest. And now instead, what's happening is everything is so good that I don't know how to properly contextualize where things are going, because this is awesome. I mean, I love this personally because um, it's so funny. When the Mavericks win, our like clicks and downloads are f- like forty to fifty percent different than when they lose. <laughs> People are just like, "I don't want to hear that Kirk asshole after they lose." And and they yeah. just won so many games. This is fantastic.
11: Yeah, I mean, even I didn't even think we were going to be able to catch Memphis because of their strength of schedule. Is like they got the easiest strength of schedule, and then they lose yesterday. I'm like, well, two seeds up for grabs, I guess. Yep. Yeah,
0: no, it's fun, and I think the the real way you enjoy these games is by doing and, and not to not to tout this as a concept, but it's just like you want to lean in and like talk with people that actually do like the Mavs. Bobby Corral and I were talking about this a couple of days ago when I went on his podcast, where it's like, you know, back in the early 2000s, whether the Mavs win or lost, the chances are you just didn't know that many Mavs fans, even if you were in the Dallas area. Versus now, we like we have all these opportunities to connect and yell at each other, and I just think it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
11: absolutely. anyway, that's all I got. I got to finish my errand, and uh, I'll uh, just listen to you talk.
0: Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. Thanks. All right. Um, Let's see who we got. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, you know, I'm getting towards the end of my rope here, but that's okay. We're doing (laughs) – it's a little earlier tonight. Josh recorded the normal pod for me, so I didn't –
12: Oh, I thought you had – Started the green room pretty quickly, so that's that explains it. Hey, uh, if I just ask you a question, um, how what do you think the Mavericks shot on free throws? If you did, if you don't know it right off the top of your head, what do you think they shot on free throws tonight? Percentage or yeah, percentage, percentage. I don't remember many misses. Did they shoot a hundred percent? No, they shot 80 percent. Well, I just was transfixed on it because the end of the game, they kept they kept missing free throws over and over, and I was like they had a crappy free throw shooting game. And then I went back and looked and I was like, Oh, 80%. That's not bad at all. Yeah, uh, I guess they must've just done both teams.
0: Cause I remember Donovan Mitchell's misses and being like, yeah, but I guess I wasn't paying yeah. too much what
12: the Mavs were doing. Oh man. Well, I just wanted to comment and say, Josh green, man, it's good. I said it in our Slack the other day, but man, he's kind of like Bruce Brown possibility. You know, he was even guarding when they were running the zone, they were mostly matching him with Gobert. Um, he just plays above, like bigger than he is, and so if he hits that three, he he could kind of play like a small ball four, um, small ball five, even I guess sometimes if, if you're really having a low key matchup on the center. But I mean, against Rudy Gobert, it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, he took a floater in the first half against Rudy Gobert that was like a confidence man not gonna shot. Go in. <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was it, but good. it didn't. It didn't miss that badly. Like if it would have dropped, yeah. it would have been huge. But yeah, it's it's funny, it's real funny. It was,
12: yeah. If he gets a floater, that would help out because I mean, his uh, if he's stuffing it, of course it's going in. But I mean, sometimes around the basket, he's had just like an iffy. Even in college, he was like I think below fifty percent on twos, which you wouldn't expect for him. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, I think one of the big things going in the playoffs that I'm focused on is us drawing fouls. You know, like with Spencer, with Luca, I just want to see how many of these guys can how much how many people they can like put in the. Get in the bonus early. How they can like get people in foul trouble because with both of these guys that are just amazing at drawing fouls, I feel like that's going to be something to look forward to when, in the playoffs. When opponents' star players are playing 40 plus minutes, and a lot of times they're really good guards or really good forwards, I think they could um, they could that could that could turn a playoff game. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty
0: important because having somebody else other than Luca to draw fouls feels very valuable. It's really important.
12: Yeah, and I agree with earlier, man. Let's let's keep Brunson and yeah, I'll explain all the sign and trade stuff in the future. But just just know that we are unless the maver the Mavericks are only like a million or two below the apron already for next year without Brunson. And so there's almost no way unless we dump contracts using assets, which I wouldn't advise, so that we could then trade sign and trade for a player because we're not gonna be able to sign anybody more than the taxpayer MLE, which is like three years, twenty million. So don't don't think that we're going to go big free agent hunting this offseason. It's not going to happen. Uh, but we could sign and trade Brunson for an already under contract player. That's that's completely uh, logical if if it came to that. But I would prefer to just keep Brunson. Hopefully, 18 to 20 million a year, uh, four year deal, five year deal, because I like the three guards that all handle the ball and pass to each other and. Man, that's that that the the offense flows so well without KP, man. It just really, really does. I loved him as a cutter. I mean, as a cutter, he just he's great. But when we keep having to feed him in the post, I'm so glad that that's not our problem anymore. Yeah,
0: this feels like I and I could be wrong, but I check, You know, I do most of these post game recaps. This could be the first game in since the all star, maybe since the last, maybe since the last Jazz game. But the Mavericks have been really well about getting over 50% of their made field uh, made field goals were assisted, and it's just like the balls popping just a little bit more. Like Luca's assist numbers are down just a little bit, but Dinwiddie's are a bit up, and and that's just mm. I, I think it's important.
12: Last thing I'll touch on is uh the prevent defense sucks, and I think it's possibly because we overhelped um during the rest of the game it's a great thing but then at the end of the game people step into threes with a lot more confidence when they're down by 10 because they know that they need to make that three and i think against a team like the jazz our prevent defense was just i mean getting mauled at the end i mean i started to feel like worried even though we were down six with 30 seconds left i was like man they they could drive in and kick it out they're gonna rotate for sure i i I just didn't like that
0: i understand what you mean i i feel that entirely it feels like the they just get beat a little bit on that sort of stuff. Well, thank you, Scott. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Victor asked a very good question in the chat. But I think it's worth uh, addressing. He said, if the Mavericks were play the Jazz in a series, who would get more calls? Um, who would get more calls and that sort of thing would have to be – I like the Mavericks getting more calls is something I conceptually cannot fathom in any point in the multiverse. So <laughs> that's kind of my answer, even though it's not a great one. Um, all right, let's fly through some folks. Patrick, what's up, buddy? Saw you in uh, Dalton's thing earlier.
13: Yeah. What do you yeah. got going on? Nice to see you in there. That's For anybody that doesn't know that they can also watch the games on Dalton's Step Back Mavs watch party. So for people that don't have AT&T or however you stream, that's also an option for anyone interested. But I actually – find out what Josh Green reminds me of. let Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure. Sure. So that's my new thing for him. Just because, like, that's literally what he does: comes in, spins around like a ball of energy, and just creates chaos. Sure.
0: Second, <laughs> second video game character he's been compared to tonight. I like this.
13: Oh really? I missed the first one. Who was? No, there? the
0: first one was I compared him to Vanellope von Schweetz from uh, Wreck-It Ralph. So. It's a it's a niche reference.
13: Oh know. yeah, I can see that one too. So that that would make Gobert the uh, be, uh, dang it, now <laughs> Sonic Gobert. is Gobert is Ralph. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I mean this is the game we want. You know this this is, I mean, I'm like I said, I don't really know what to think. This team just continues to win. That's right. Is that weird? <laughs> like, I I don't know. Like, everyone else has said in here, like, you know, Luca does his thing, comes out. It's just so effortless for him. And really, it just comes down to the role players hitting their shots, playing defense. I mean, we know the recipe. It's just whether we can do it in the, when it matters most. Yeah. But this is the team, you know, we need to beat, so. That's pretty much all I had. I just had to get out my Sonic reference. Sure, I
0: like it. Talk soon, Patrick. <laughs> yep. See ya. All right, ben, what's going on, Ben? Hey, what's going on, y'all?
5: Hey, you know, just enjoying our uh,
14: what day is today? Tuesday. It's Monday. Monday. Ugh. It's Monday. Now it's Monday. <coughs> uh, yeah. I this this streak is great. Uh, this is actually only my second time to come on. Last time I came on, I was, it was before the trade, and I, I remember everybody was in a real sad spot about, oh, you know. And just thinking, I mean, nobody thought we were going to make a trade with Porzingis, right? Like, there's nothing out there. And then when it happened, I had several friends that were kind of trashing Dinwiddie. Look at his numbers. Oh, this this
0: place was angry. We had like 900 people in one of these, and I don't think there might have been two callers who were like, I well, I was. I, well, I didn't call in, but I was like anything.
14: I mean, I was just done with Porzingis, and I mean, that's what I said last time I came up and talked to, up here. But uh, and, and everybody's talking about, oh, is you know now is Brunson expendable? Which I mean, I don't think people are seriously. I don't know. I'm not listening to anybody that says that. But what about Hardaway? I mean, is not he now just uh, kind of? Yeah, man, I don't I see mean, Like, I don't see where he gets minutes if he comes back this season. Yeah, it almost seems like it would hurt to try to figure out how to fit him in. But, I mean, but, and who knows, you know, uh, how else the complexion of the team, if any more or in, injuries happen or something. But I said to my friend who was really like, oh, Dinwiddie's trash. And I was like, no, no, let's give him a shot. And, of course, it's worked out very well. And I remember in that first game, who did we play? That, what was the first game uh, that we played after the, uh, when Mark when Bertans and Dinwiddie played? Uh, I do not remember. Miami.
0: Yeah, Miami was a big game.
14: And every and Bertans, everybody was like, oh, Bertans is hitting those threes. But I was like, yeah, but Dinwiddie came in, he only had like eight points, but he had five assists. And I was like, he's he it's almost like Luca and Brunson kind of have the same game, obviously different because of the size of Luca. But they do that thing where they kind of they kind of work their way into the lane and they get that defender on their back shoulder and they kind of work that space until they can either get a lob or a little... a little. But Dinwiddie slashes, right? He's got that. I mean, Luka's got both, right? But Dinwiddie, it's a change of pace thing. So now that you have... You've always got two ball handlers on the floor. So if they double team, you dribble drag out to the you know, half court, bring the defenders out there, and now you got a four on three with either Dinwiddie or Brunson. You know, it's, it's just... It opens up everything so much, and uh, I don't know. It's great. I'm really excited, and I I really think we got to reserve all of our judgments about the trade, even even if this season goes great, to the trade deadline next year, because it's like I can imagine taking Hardaway and lots of other contracts and going and getting like a real like a real big man, you know, like a trade next season midseason, and and getting that other, you know, we've got the ball handlers. I don't know. I think you know where I'm headed with that.
0: Like, we, we're in much better shape trade-wise. Sure, yeah, the because if if Porzingis happened to get hurt, if he gets hurt again, he's not movable. So it, at least there's some flexibility on the horizon. Yeah, so th- th- that's, those are all
14: my thoughts. I just, uh, I'm excited about this, and everybody is. But it also, not only are we playing really well and looking good towards the playoffs, but next season we've got legitimate attractive pieces to trade, you know. Yeah, and uh, and we can shop them, and I think Hardaway, I think we could get some. Hardaway's got a team-friendly deal, you know, with that decreasing salary each of the remaining seasons. So, for sure, I'm excited cool. about it. So
0: I'll let y'all go. Thanks yeah, so much. Thanks, man. man. Appreciate you coming up. Um, let's go, Jose. What's up, Jose? If you're awake. Sometimes Jose falls asleep. At the end...
15: What's up, Kirk? I'm
0: all right. I'm tired. I'm glad I caught you before you nodded.
15: <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to feel feel a little bit sleepy myself, but uh, some of the things that I had got from the game was Spencer Dinwiddie might be the number two. And I don't know if that's me being a prisoner of the moment, me having recency bias, but I think Spencer Dinwiddie's the number two player on this and
0: I'm not sure if it's an overreaction because I've heard some other smart people kind of make the argument of like this guy, if you look at his injury history and the things that have happened to him at the wrong times, you know, he, where he was drafted, was a little late because of an ACL and then he got hurt after playing okay and playing, you know, it's like, there's a real argument to be made that it's like like fit and, and you know, fit is important. Fit is just, it's it's really, it is, it is really important to teams where I, I think we sort of over, overrate you know sometimes how guys are are gonna fit and and you know i take i i I often have very firm stances on on you know we all do in the off season about how a guy is going to fit and there's just some players where fit is extremely important and the kind of thing the mavericks are doing on offense where there's doing a really drive heavy ball handler heavy offense seems to be very valuable for him i mean i also just I think there's got to be like an emotional kick of him getting into a different situation. Like he seems to be playing with like such passion. I know you can't really, it's kind of a bullshit thing to say. Cause you can't really back it up by anything, but it's just the guy seems to be having a great time.
15: Right. And just the little things that he does, uh, he had this drive against, uh, I know we're, we're talking about the Utah jazz, but against a bonus, like he really just drove to the rim uh, Sabonis kind of cut him off and with his long arm he was still able to just lay it up like that's something that is so refreshing to to watch and against this Utah Jazz I, I felt like he held his uh, his composure and when he was basically holding Luka and swaying him away from the Utah Jazz when uh, Rudy Gobert threw the ball at him I really like that that type of leadership. You know, he he's a veteran point guard, and at least Luca trusts him, and that's something that I heard on the Athletic is that Dinwiddie and and Luca they kind of trust each other too. An-
0: and how often have we clamored for someone who who and just to be blunt about it, we've clamored for someone to be like Luca, shut the fuck up. Don't do the thing. Like he nearly got kicked out of that game for that, and it wasn't worth it. And then when he basically shoved him back, it was great.
15: Right. And uh, man, I'm I'm really loving what Dorian is doing right now. Just he's our our spade. He's our our ace. You know, he's just doing a lot. And and I really like the confidence that that he has. Um, he, I don't know if it's Dinwiddie. I don't know if it's Luca, but, but somebody got Dorian on, on a, another high. <laughs> and, and I love it. Uh, that putback jam that he got when Reggie Bullock missed that three in the corner, man, that was just amazing. And the energy that he looked and, and Luca had after it was just, it was, yeah,
0: that was fun. I'm glad. I'm
15: glad they won. Right. Uh, th- this would be a very entertaining uh, playoff series if this is the matchup. At first, I didn't think it would be as entertaining, but uh, I was wrong. These three ge- games so far have just been real scrappy. Jose, and, do you like, like
0: horror movies? Like, do you like really suspenseful, upset? Like, like I, I just y'all who love are like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Like. Y'all just must like nails on chalkboards. That's how it feels. I love it. I love that you're excited about this because I am not. I need someone in my life to do. Be-
15: <laughs> well, honestly, Kirk, like I would want the Clippers all over again uh, with healthy Kawhi, with healthy Paul George, because, I mean, the narrative would be like, oh, Luca can't beat these guys but if he does i mean the narrative would be spent that oh luka finally did it he beat the two best defenders <laughs> right sorry mid yawn <laughs> you're fine <laughs> but uh you know what mike conley and donovan mitchell had in-, in common with another athlete today what's that oh they they bet on on the jazz to lose mm. Uh, Just Mm. like Calvin Ridley. Mm. (laughs) Firm take. Thanks, Jose. You got anything else? No, that's all. Thanks, Kurt, for bringing me
0: up. Sure thing. Talk soon. Uh, Jose hosts a pregame spaces on Twitter if you want to uh, follow him. He posts that, I don't know, about an hour before the game, and then they hang out kind of like this. Ryan, what do you got for us?
16: Ryan, hit that unmute button if you're still here. Sorry about that, Kirk. I have a take. Um, Sorry. I was playing video games, so I barely what heard what you say my playing? name. What are you playing? That's more important to me at the moment. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say Fortnite. Been on it for a while now. No, it's okay. I played Destiny for like four and a half years. So
0: I'm never going to judge <laughs> anyone for playing a, a, a fun game that, that, that
16: has a end point. Like, it's just like, I'm going to play one more match, and then all of a sudden, Yes, exactly, exactly. So there's been a lot of talk about rather play the Nuggets or rather play the Grizzlies. Me, personally, out of the three teams, I'd rather play the Jazz. Um, What do you think the biggest weakness with the Jazz's defense is? Uh, That's a really good question. Uh, Because I've heard a lot of people say it's their perimeter defense, which I agree because they really only have Royce O'Neal out there. mm -hmm. Like, Donovan Mitchell isn't stopping anybody. I know what is it, Bo, Bogey Bogdanovich? What's oh, yeah, Bo,
0: Bo, Bojan Bogdanovich. Bojan.
16: <laughs> He's not stopping anybody. And I think with the trade, like, Dinwiddie is just another guy that's going to attack off the dribble and just penetrate and kill the Jazz over and over. And I know we've been attacking Gobert a lot. I don't personally like us doing that, like, singling Gobert out. I don't know how you feel about that. But – um. I feel like we're not going to do that as much in the playoffs. I know Kidd has said that. I feel – conspiracy theory, I guess, I feel like it's a scheme to – I think we'll attack Bogey in the playoffs, or I would. I mean, I feel like we just take advantage of him so easily.
0: There's got to be some stuff that they're not putting out there because that, they're anticipating playing this
16: team. Plus, we just don't – like, Luka does not respect the Jazz. I think, Luka, you can scheme for Donovan Mitchell like – the game we lost most recently against the Jazz, we played such bad defense, like beyond the arc against Donovan Mitchell. Like we were just giving him open looks and he just was feeling it that game. He but
0: shoots the ball like he was pulling some some Dame Mitchell stuff tonight where he's just kicking it from five feet beyond the line. So I get a little bit of it, but I, I I do wish that they would what I really wish is they would have Bullock on him instead they were putting Dorian on him. And like I don't like Dorian as the point of point of attack defense.
16: Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I just feel like with the trade, like, it made us a better matchup for the Jazz. So, I don't know if you feel that way too. But Dinwiddie just attacking them off the dribble. I just feel like I really think we would beat the Jazz in a seven-game series.
0: Well, maybe we're going to find out. So, we'll, we'll see.
16: Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling we will. I don't think there's any chance we'll play the Grizzlies. Um, I mean, highest optimism you could have is that we actually end up as the three seed, maybe even if the Grizzlies somehow shit the bad two seed. But if we can avoid playing the Suns, if we did get out of the first round, avoid playing the Suns then in the second round, that would be great. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ryan. You got anything else? No, sir.
0: All right. We'll talk soon. Uh, Brandon, take us out.
17: Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? All right. So uh, I've got a question for you. I need to preface it real quick. Um, So first of all, uh, it's from Thinking Basketball. Anybody who doesn't follow them on YouTube, they make some of the best basketball content out there. Uh, But basically, he outlined previously, and just some examples are like the 94 Rockets, the 2011 Mavs, you know, the idea of, like, a Lone Star championship team. And just to take the Mavs, for example, like, that 2011 playoff run, Dirk averaged, like, 27 points a game. And then, you know, I think the next closest was, like, Terry at, like, 17. But if you were to take whoever averaged the second, like, basically the highest non-Dirk score, they averaged, like, over 20 a game, but it was a rotation – you know, maybe one night it's Jason Kidd, one night it's J.J. Barea, Jason Terry. I think Tyson Chandler led one game. And basically it's just a, a cast of guys taking that second role. So you still get that, quote-unquote, second-star impact. With all that being said, after this Dinwiddie trade, do you think the Mavs have any type of 2011 magical type of run with that form formula?
0: I have a hard time answering this because I, I think that with the right path they could make it to the Western conference finals, maybe, but it's still just so it's it's hard for me to foresee because so much of what they do, you know, it's like the Mavericks are not a very deep team. Um that is kind of on on full display where you get past kind of the top seven, um and and, and then you're you're looking at really giving Davis Bertans, Sterling Brown. Josh green minutes. And I just think that's good. That would, it just requires a whole bunch of things to go right for the Mavs, is my.
17: Okay. Yeah. I don't, I obviously don't have any expectations of that, but my, to me, I thought we almost capped out as a first round team. Like that was just, if we made, if we got out of the first round, awesome. Anything past that was impossible. Sure. And I'm starting to believe that with, again, with Spencer. And, I mean, yeah, we, we're we not a deep team, but we also weren't a deep team before. And that tends to not matter as much in the playoffs. It's one reason I think Memphis probably won't do as well. Um, just high-end talent kind of tends to trump all that. And uh, Luka, I mean, outside of Jokic, is probably the best player in the – that'll actually be in the West playoffs.
0: Or maybe, I mean, we're gonna see. All this stuff starts and...
17: Oh my God, yeah. And my only other thing then is, uh, I guess since everybody's kind of answering this question on who they want (laughs) to see, to me, I most would like to see Memphis. I think Dallas matches up best with them. And I think... But I just don't think that's going to happen, at least not in the first round. Maybe in the second if we can get to, like, the three seed or something. Yeah. I do feel like Utah would be next on my list, but it's it's not like a, I want to see Utah. They give me, like, the heebie-jeebies, but I think it's, like, the lesser of the next evils because I do not want to see Jokic at all. He will absolutely annihilate us, and it's just can we outscore them? And then the Golden State Warriors situation is obviously dependent on Draymond. Um if, if he's not Dray- whether he plays or not like if he's not Draymond then I like that matchup more than Utah but if he's looking better they're looking more dangerous. Um I I do not want to see that. That that scares me a lot too. So Oh, well guys, this has been fun. It's
0: late. You got anything else, Brandon, before we head out?
17: Uh, no, no. Everybody give a good night's sleep. We deserve it.
0: That's right. <laughs>
17: That's right.
0: All right, guys. Um, please download, even though you've already listened to this whole thing. I appreciate it. Uh, Josh and I are going to be recording a podcast tomorrow night with a special guest. If that works out, that will go up tomorrow night as well. Join, um, be sure to, you know, hit the mass Moneyball. We have a couple of articles up. Uh, everybody's kind of running out of gas at this point. <laughs> Don't want to overwrite. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty of Mads content out there. It looks like there is a Spaces that is still going on. If you guys want to hop over to Twitter and join that. Um, this
5: has been Kirk Henderson of Mads Moneyball, and we will talk to you guys a little later in the week.